Jean! No! An X-Men The Animated Series Podcast. Hello, and welcome to Gene No, an X-Men the Animated Series podcast. This is where we look at episodes of that quintessential 90s cartoon, X-Men the Animated Series, and uh, rediscover our love for it. I'm your first co-host, Sarah Musick. I'm your second co-host, Erin Marie Quinlan. And I'm your third co-host, Eric Austin. Awesome. So glad to have you guys here. So we get to kind of continue the story that we started last time with Enter Magneto. We have Deadly Reunions, episode four of season one right now. And uh, yeah, we start off with a bang, right? Directly in the astral plane uh, with the lie, the very Professor Xavier line, is there no limit to the torment in your mind, Sabretooth? I love the Easter eggs in this series, right? There's there's really like um, some firm lines in terms of who we're going to see, what we're going to see here, but they make references to a lot of the cool stuff in the comics. So we see within Sabretooth's mind, we see uh, Deadpool, we see Wolverine, we see Maverick, we see Birdie, uh, who's a woman who used to run with Sabretooth and kind of help him satiate his rages with her telepathic powers. We see Omega Red, who we don't see for a little while yet in the mm. series. And there was a guy with a clock face. And I didn't know who that was. So, uh, I don't know. Aaron and Eric, did you know who that was? Mm. That's Clockman. Clockman. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, if you know who that, who that dude was who showed up with Maverick, please put the name in the comments because we, we could all stand to learn here at uh, Gino. So, okay. So, there was, so basically, we get a, a weird review of uh, some of the people from Sabretooth's past. Professor X says, let me become one right with your pain and which is kind of weird and then he like in the astral plane goes into Sabretooth's body and becomes like a fusion professor x Sabretooth so it's like a bald Sabretooth in a lab coat there's something kind of um eggman about it because he's got the he's got the mutton chops oh yeah yeah it was like skinny eggman where's eggman from sonic ah been a hot minute. Thank you, Aaron, for reminding me. I haven't thought about him in ages. So then we get the moment where uh, the people, oh yeah, so Sabretooth in his mind is in a cage, right? We've got people poking him, laughing at him, calling him an animal, presumably. Super awful, traumatic stuff shouldn't happen to anyone. Uh, and then the people become like actual demons. And one of them looks remarkably like gremlins, from the movie Gremlins. Uh. Wow, yeah. And then Sabretooth, of his own volition, breaks the psychic link and hides in a big brick cube. <laughs> and there's a weird line from Professor Xavier. There's something along the lines of, you cannot resist me. And it's sort of like, it's not really like a hero's line. You yeah. cannot resist me. That's why I'm having a lot of trouble with this mind link stuff that he's been up to. Mm -hmm. uh, I think since I was a child, you know, you learn a lot about, uh, you know, what is consent. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was like, this is great. He's doing such a good job. I wish Sabretooth would be more on board with this. And now it just feels like, oh, no. <laughs> who, who else does he do this to? Yeah. And without even asking. I was kind of stuck on the fact, this is so random, but like, why was he in like a concrete box? Like out of all the things he could have been into, I don't know. I thought that was a weird choice. 
I guess you put up a wall when you're right, right. You know, but I, I guess like the material of it. I feel like that was a missed opportunity to make the material something. I don't know something more saber toothy. This is I'm weird. Never mind. I want to know what's more saber toothy. I don't know. I don't have an answer. I just I was just like hmm. Okay, that's an interesting choice. But yeah, I don't know. Okay, so then we cut to a Magneto flashback. We had uh, previously on X-Men, which I loved at the beginning of this episode, whenever that guy says previously on X-Men. I think it's Cyclops, isn't it? Or maybe it depends. Okay, so we get a little, we get brought up to speed on Magneto. We know that uh, he thinks that mutants... Uh, Homo superior are, as the name suggests, superior to normal humans, Homo sapiens. He is seeking world domination, a world uh, led and crushed under heel by Magneto. And Wolverine has a great line, stuff the philosophy, let's go kick his butt. Mm -hmm. And we have that great moment when Wolverine opens a can of something with one claw. I mean, if you have him, you got to use him, you know. You do, and I love that they, this uh, series does not shy away from that. Like, you know, in a future episode, Wolverine's going to carve a turkey, right? So <laughs> we, we got to get started now that these are multi-purpose tools. <laughs> okay, so next up, I, and, uh, you know, I was thinking about this. The phrase I'd like to use for much of the rest of the episode is, float your chairs in the air like you just don't care, because <laughs> we end up in the control room. And Sabretooth is hovering far above the like the 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 war room table in a, a uh, in a glowing chair, right? He's um he's restrained in a glowing chair, and and uh, Cyclops is like, no, it's cool. Like, don't worry about it. I'm trying to alleviate his rages, just like I did for for Wolverine. And I believe he uses the phrase "penetrate his recesses," right? Mm. Yes. And then we get the beautiful Wolverine line, I'll penetrate his recesses, <laughs> which strangely is not dirty and just about killing him. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is dirty, though. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah. Deep down. It is pretty, that is pretty dirty. And I mean, Sabretooth calls him out, right? His first line is no kiss and makeup. And then okay. probably like as as badass as you can get in the in 90s Saturday morning cartoon, Wolverine says, kiss this. <laughs> I mean, he just like set him up perfectly for that. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. I feel like 100%. they say that every time they see each other, and it's been like it's been a long time. That's just their thing. It's like watching Cheers. Cheers. It's like uh, you know Diane and um, and Sam. Sam, right? That's exactly what's going on. And a little too close to each other. Then the uh, the exposition baton passes to Sabretooth. He talks about how they used to work together. There have been so many misunderstandings, which we know are not misunderstandings. And Wolverine calls it out. He says he wasted a friend, some friends of mine, which doesn't sound like a misunderstanding at all. Like if you guys murdered some of my friends and then you were like, it was a misunderstanding. I'd be like, no, that wasn't cool. <laughs> no, Yeah. Especially if you're kind of known for doing that. Totally. And it does like kind of put that I feel like that line is very like organized crime, right? Like I can yeah, kill your yeah. friends and it's a misunderstanding. Like that's very mm. good, fellas. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. Mm. And wasted as well. I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I was thinking, what are we watching now? <laughs> <laughs> and then we get a great moment that I really love. Wolverine is like foaming at the mouth right to fight Sabretooth and Cyclops is patting him like patting his shoulder like 
they're there. Like, buddy. it's okay. Yeah, it's okay, buddy. Hey. Did he rile you up? Did Big Sabertooth <laughs> rile you up? It's okay. They're all like, Wolverine, be cool. And then Professor X is like, actually, Wolverine, I actually thought you could totally help me. And Wolverine is like, absolutely not. Storms out. And we all know Wolverine's right. Like, everybody's like, give him a chance. Yeah, and Wolverine's like, no chances. It's, it's so frustrating. At this point in the, the canon, how long have they all been working together, living together? I feel like not that long, right? They have to feel like they're comfortable enough that they're not like, what's your name again? But they like, I was actually surprised in the first episode when the professor was like, um, I knew that we would, the X-Men would be to revealed to the world at some point. And it was like, what? Like storm stress like that? And they haven't been revealed to the world? <laughs> like indiscriminately blow things up they go to the mall and they're you know looking at cds at the wall and you know oh there's a giant robot here you better go take care of that i'll change into my conspicuous clothes now mm-hmm. yeah so i'm guessing maybe like like a couple years from the perspective of yeah. like 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 they didn't get through all of college together but like they've lived in the dorms for a while yeah i feel like their expectations of each other aren't uh realistic no it- I was gonna say it just feels like it feels like they've been around for a long time, and then Wolverine is definitely the newest one. Like Wolverine's been there maybe a year or two, but they've they're 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 more of a team. Just nobody like knows about this team, you know. That like actually makes a lot of sense. So Wolverine's like the youngest child, and Cyclops mm-hmm. is like the oldest child. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. So he's got he's got a beef. Raphael and Leonardo, you know. Classic. Classic. <laughs> Classic. That's all I think about when I see the two of them. So then, okay, so we're we're bouncing around in in the narration here. Then we bounce to one of my favorite places, Magneto's Lair, which I'm not sure if it's Asteroid M. It feels like Asteroid M. It it feels like something hollowed out of an asteroid because it's basically a big computer. And Magneto is looking at maps of the Earth and like any villain is like, where... Where should I attack? Like, when I think he even asked, like, where, where will like Xavier, like, what's going to really stick it to Xavier? And then we suddenly zoom in on a very specific place, Metro Chemicals, which leads me to believe that the whole time Magneto knew he was going to attack Metro Chemicals, but like wanted <laughs> wanted some drama. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's that's his whole mo. Because he really could, all, all of the stuff that he is able to do, whether it be, you know, how he's decked out his layer, he definitely has some kind of inflow of cash. Um, I, I'm not sure where that comes from. Maybe he d- designs the clothes, who knows. But the fact that he is just focusing on what seems like small potatoes, as far as what he's capable of, um, it has to be about love. Oh, I think so too. A hundred percent. So then, so then so he decides on Metro Chemical and suddenly he's attacking. Like, like suddenly uh, everything is go. He's attacking. The chemicals are overflowing everywhere. And I'm like, where are we, Gotham City? Right? Because I'm yeah, like, is yeah. this, this is a Joker or a Two-Face situation waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was so much green stuff on the ground. Uh, it was just like, this is like. This is terrible. Like this is crazy. I it it's like zero to sixty to me. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of like lead into it some more. Like take a couple guards out. I don't know. Like it was just <laughs> a <laughs> Come lot. On, Magneto. Yeah. Both sides kind of act like they're above 
destruction, but they just immediately come in and start knocking things over mm-hmm. and slashing things up and bringing down walls um, just without even seemingly thinking about it. And I, I really love that, like, Professor X, right, he knows what's going on because they think there's, like, an alert or something. And his line, which is, he'll hurt those workers just to get at me. And it's just like, oh, man, like, ego much? Do you think Magneto's obsessed <laughs> with you much? Do you think? I think I think someone's obsessed with Magneto. Mm. Right. So anyway, X Jet is go theme song. So we know we're going into battle. Mm-hmm. To Metro Chemical, and then we get this wonderful Magneto line. Like the the workers at Metro Chemical are running everywhere. There are chemicals everywhere. There are probably like at least five Two Faces running around. <laughs> and Magneto says, "I wonder how you'll look, Charles, after so long. Perhaps a toupee." Mm. I know, burn. Yeah. Oh, it's so good, though. I'm sad I missed that. I was kind of waiting for a, uh, you know, a see you next slime or some kind of pun. Absolutely. Uh, this is actually yeah. a low pun show, considering the time it was out and the style that it is. I feel like the pun ratio is pretty low. It is, but it's. I feel like it's fairly, relatively high on, like, comments about, like, the battle between the sexes. <laughs> like, there's a lot, like, I feel like we yeah. get a lot of, like, especially, like, men-women comments. Yeah. Well, and Wolverine also just says what he means. He doesn't need puns. He's just going to say, yes, I hope he's dead. That's, yeah, that's that's actually a really fair point. Although he did get in, right, the thing about recesses and penetration. But that was yeah. sort of a bump spike moment. Like he yeah, didn't come yeah, up just with like that himself. Turning around right back on you. He's good. That's his thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the X-Men show up. Magneto is immediately disappointed, right? It's like <laughs> he had a party. Guests came, but not the one he wanted most. Storm tries electricity on Magneto. She, He, like, calls her out. He's like, just so you know, like, electricity and magnetism are related. And then she does it again. And I just, I feel like, Storm, you've got other powers. And yeah. I want you to learn something here. <laughs> the ice powers, wind, you know, so, yeah. It, Tornado. It's, yeah. She took down yeah. those missiles. Girl, break it out. <laughs> so then Magneto traps Storm. We get mega flashback, right? We are getting that Storm is real claustrophobic. Then we have the, speaking of Battle of the Sexes, the rogue comment, you just can't get close to some men, <laughs> which, like, with rogue, like, I don't know, and we'll get into this later because she has some other comments that I think because it's what she can't do, she's just what she thinks about all the time. And it's like, Rogue, like, it's not, you can't get close to some men, like, you can't get close to all men. (laughs) And the irony is Magneto is one of the guys you can get close to. Like, you in the comics, you guys are going to bang a little bit. And in Age of Apocalypse, you Mm. even have a kid. So, like, I don't know. It's just, it's confusing for everyone. Mm. Then chairs in the air, <laughs> Professor X shows up in a hole in the wall <laughs> and we're all like, ooh, right? Because finally, finally, Romeo and Juliet on the balcony, it's happening. <laughs> uh, Rogue says those bricks weren't that heavy um, and she go, oh yeah, Cyclops is out too because Magneto took everybody out. Um, also then she says, come on, pretty boy, make a girl feel welcome. Uh, which yeah. makes me think also that like all the X-Men are calling Psychops pretty boy, which is weird because I think it's if anybody's a pretty boy on the team, it's Gambit. 
Yeah. They also can't see his face. So No, right? Like, are you pretty under there? I just assume. Yeah. Uh what really bothered me is when she gave him mouth to mouth. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're gonna kill him if you do that. Right? We like, know. Like he's better. already out. Why would you put your mouth you're gonna like he's gonna die, but it worked and there was a big delay. <laughs> There yeah, was it a was big a, delay yeah. for getting his his powers. I was surprised by that, and that's the same. You know, the thing about you know Magneto's going full force with all of his powers, but then Storm mm-hmm. is only using one, and she's a pretty smart cookie. But then we've got a delayed power on one side. We got Cyclops not always using the button on his visor. Mm. Just loosey-goosey all around. Super loosey-goosey. Then, okay, so yeah, so then we, we have this CPR moment, which we all agree is kind of odd in terms of what we mm-hmm. know. Um, I, Cy- Cyclops revives, so Rogue both gave and took away his life force simultaneously. <laughs> she says, I won't tell Jean. <laughs> As if something happened. Then, uh-oh right? Because then she has optic blast mm-hmm. out of nowhere. She asks, how can I control them? And the answer is what? Close your eyes. Close your eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Like, cool, why cool. wasn't that your first thought? The her first thought was to put her hands in front of it, which like burns her hands. Right, and her like, <laughs> gloves are smoking. Yeah. I do wonder about Rogue. I was thinking about this. This is very important. Um, if you're rogue, imagine you're rogue, you're working on a team, probably CPR certified, right? You at least know how to do it. Why aren't you carrying like a dental dam or right. something with mm-hmm. you so that you can be a good team member and uh, take yeah. care of these things as they happen? That is super valid because her costume has all the pouches. She has like a Batman mm-hmm. utility belt and a dental dam should 100% be in there. She has the gloves, so she knows. She knows no skin to skin, skin skin to skin contact. Like she knows that. So right. also, I feel like in this episode, Jean was like the creep of the team. <laughs> She's <laughs> the one who's like creeping, like make a girl feel welcome. Not gonna tell Jean. Like lay off, mm-hmm. Just focus on the job. Later, she's she's like maybe we should do it again sometime. What do you? Where's Gambit? Yeah, yeah, I remember. Right. That was that. That was like such a weird line to me. Uh, super weird, super weird. Yeah. Then it, it was all for naught because Cyclops passes out again, mm-hmm. and Rogue is blind. Right? So <laughs> cool, cool. But still decides I'm gonna fly with this dude. Yeah. I'm just gonna say, what happened? Yeah. yeah. Everything's their teamwork is awful. Yeah. They are not a good team. Just... <laughs> <laughs> disappointing experience. I know they need some some team building in their lives. Uh, and I think we get an example of why, because like I don't think that Professor X is necessarily like the best leader, right? So we we go to Professor X and Magneto. They are Magneto says, "I'm giving you a final chance." This after he tried to do missiles. After like there are so mm-hmm. many Jokers and Two Faces running around, he's like, "Final chance." And I feel like mm-hmm. like this is this is some real codependent stuff, you guys. I think we all know Professor X isn't the guy for him, and he just doesn't want to see it. Yeah, there, there just has to be a better way for them to work out their issues than all this collateral damage. And then Professor X goes real low, right? Like he goes in into Magneto's head and starts mm-hmm. like yanking out his like 
child's memories of the war and the death of his parents like that is trauma like and he's wearing his helmet which bothered me yes Um, yes. yeah but that's i mean this is not a good episode for xavier i feel like he is really um there's some predatory stuff going on there yeah yeah no there is there is i was gonna say it's almost like he's learning to be a leader you know what i mean it's like right right like you should have known these things. You should have like learned these lessons by now with all this, all this stuff you have been through. You know, I feel like the X Men don't do notes. Like they don't <laughs> get back and like no. give each other notes. <laughs> no postmortem or anything. No postmortem. Like, no, they're just like, ah, oh, we we one. won the day there. Good job, everyone. <laughs> no room for improvement. Coffees for everyone. I think I think if you ask who's the leader of the X Men to different people, you mm-hmm. will get different answers, mm-hmm. and it's right. because they are all bad teammates and they all at different times try to be like i'm in charge of this and they just run ahead and then cyclops is like no hole in the wall wolverine you can go through now um yeah they they just do not gel no and actually i'm looking at my notes here and actually i i take back what i said about what professor x doing being low it was but what magneto went low first he took out professor x's wheelchair which like fancy he like dumped him out of his flying wheelchair Mm -hmm. and that I don't know. I might pull up somebody's past trauma in their brain too if they did that to me. I was wondering why doesn't that have a seatbelt? It has rollover potential. It has rollover potential. It is a big machine. It does mm-hmm. not look like it corners very well at all. Does not conform to OSHA standards. He, no, <laughs> he should have a seatbelt. He also seems to have telekinesis because he moves the chair. Right. He like pushes people back at some time, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like, do you need the chair? He can right. do that creepy walk that that uh, the Phoenix made him do in the right. last X-Men movie up the stairs. He can do that to himself. I don't know. A hundred percent. Everyone's yeah. powers are yeah. so all over if, the place. If Magneto can keep his uh, his cape up and mm-hmm. start. <laughs> then Professor can X it. can call his chair, right? Mm-hmm. So, Which he does. He contacts his chair with his mind. And brings it back and gets in. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then we have then we have some in the next scene we have uh, and Magneto escapes. Right, Magneto goes out is uh, you know so devastated by what Charles has done. He escapes through a hole in the wall as everyone does, and then we start uh, getting some seeds of future episodes. Right, we go to a press conference with Senator Robert Kelly. And clearly someone has been planted, right? So Senator Kelly announces that, you know, he has to stand against the president who has rescinded the Mutant Registration Act. And the plant reporter yells, what do you plan to do about it? <laughs> right? <laughs> and he announces his candidate for the United States, for president of the United States. But then the weird part was like the people who were there were like, what? You're like, oh my God. There was a man who goes, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> What kind of journalists he got there? And what has Senator Kelly been doing? I know that he's, you know, not, but but we've seen who we've had for president. You know, what's yeah. Kelly doing? That is so, good Lord. Good Lord. And this even yeah. before he announces that he's going to put mutants in internment camps. And he mm-hmm. uses the phrase internment camps, which I think mm-hmm. in, you know, United States politics, they, they might not call them that anymore, even if they are that. But he just straight, straight up says, I'm going to round up the mutants. Bad guy, in case anybody yeah. wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, Jubilee is babysitting Sabretooth, right? 
Because when you when you got a someone who's a killer, you leave the teenager you've known for a couple days in charge of it. Yeah, it'll be. And honestly, this is this legit happened in the comics later uh, with kind of the Jubilee equivalent from X Force Boom Boom or later Boom Boom and uh, or Boomer and Meltdown. Um, she was left with Sabretooth and then Sabretooth almost killed Psylocke. That was a little little asterisk. Mm. Go check your comics, folks. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I also just want to call attention to the fact that Sabretooth has so many abs. And the abs, just like the abs. All like, of the abs. Yeah, all the yeah. abs. He has all of them. <laughs> and so in, in Jubilee's like, look at your wrist. So Sabretooth is supposed to have a healing factor right so like really yeah. should any nothing should be happening with his wrist and then what i found weird was that sabertooth didn't even try and get her to take off the um the restraints right i figured he would mm-hmm. be like oh it hurts so much help me but she was like are you going to be good while i take off your restraints <laughs> she's already decided restraints are coming off just hope sabertooth's going to behave himself yeah this giant guy this giant guy with the claws and the sharp teeth. Like, yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be super cool. During this scene, while this is happening, and even after she's, you know, obviously captured, kind of, and he's still got one arm um, in shackles, Wolverine's just like, waiting. Right? <laughs> mm. You can see everything that's happening. <laughs> he knows that he's still got one shackle on him, and he's like, I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> totally. Well, I think this previews that Wolverine really is kind of a voyeur, and we're going to get more of that mm. later in this series. So he's, yeah, so Sabretooth's got, like, crushing the life out of Jubilee with one arm, um, but she does have the great line, you want an Oscar What <laughs> after yeah, he, yeah. he literally says, I was faking it, and then he reveals the master plan, Magneto ordered Sabretooth to take over Xavier's school. Um, and she, I also love that, that Jubilee says aloud, I wish Wolverine were here because guess what girl he is. Yay. Wolverine enters with the great line. All right. You egg sucking piece of gutter trash. Oh my goodness. That was <laughs> Which so is good. why he didn't come in earlier. Cause he was thinking, okay, egg sucking, oh, yeah, he, egg sucking. he was like working <laughs> on his entrance. Yeah. He was so in his head. Wolverine was so in his head. Then we finally get the berserker brawl we've all been waiting for, right? Mm-hmm. I have nothing to add there except for it's a lot of wrestling, a lot of claws, deadly reunions, hairballs. Yeah, for real. Meanwhile, the X-Men are coming home. They say it's good to be home again. And then there's a weird coffee box, right? Oh, yeah, like the window, yeah. like, the, like the part of the wall opens. And there are these two, <laughs> co- only two, even though there's like three or four of them, in little claw, like metal claw, like Dr. Octopus hands. There are two things that concerned me about this scene. And if this had been an episode that wasn't so um, X is a brain predator heavy, mm-hmm. it, it might not have occurred to me. But Cyclops, Cyclops comes in, says, it's good to be home again in that way, in that weird way. It's good to be home again. And then they get these weird cups and they sit on these weird hospital beds <laughs> and they drink from it. And I'm just thinking, so far, okay, Storm and Cyclops are drinking this weird stuff. We haven't seen Gambit and Jean Grey for a whole while. Real. Um, and we've just heard about um, Wolverine getting some brain scramblies, which... Sabretooth was also getting. 
So I, I just feel like there's a whole level of this that we haven't been noticing. So do you think this is like Soylent X? Like he's somehow like feeding them to themselves or something? I, I feel like there's some kind of extra control going on that, um, which also might mean uh, why they're so volatile. Maybe it is hormone based. Oh, I don't you may be right. You mm. may be right. That's actually going on in the comics right now. Like, like Professor Xavier is like using low level telepathy to keep everyone in line on his utopia island. What could right. go wrong? Wow. I'm shocked it took that long. Is that the first time that they've they've had him do that? Because I, I feel like he's been low-key doing it, and now we all just feel weird about it, so it has to be called <laughs> out. Yeah, that's really fair. That's that's really fair. Um, Rogue, again, being a creep, will have to do it again sometime. Which, like, made, which made that line, don't tell Gene, seem like less of a joke and more, and more like of, of a... Like, yeah. Yeah, I, we. Uh, I'm. I'm. I'm trying something here. Yeah, it like you know what I mean. The, the extra weird thing is, it's like it wasn't kissing; it was CPR. But like, right. Rogue doesn't know the difference because, cause, mm. um, and yeah. then we get this really non-committal response from Cyclops, which is, yeah, well, uh, like, like he doesn't <laughs> say, like, actually, I'm with Gene or. You know, G's going to be home soon. Or, you know, Rogue, I like you as a friend. Like, none of that. Like, he, like, clearly doesn't know what to say. So then we get Brawl number two. Uh, story A um, collides with story B. Um, uh, Professor X scolds Wolverine. How could you be fighting? And then he gets you, you know, you're out of line, Professor, right? We find out that actually Wolverine was right this whole time. Sabretooth mm-hmm. is, in the words of J. Jonah Jameson, a menace. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, really bothered me that there's this stranger that you let in that Wolverine's been warning you about. You come in and see them fighting, and you automatically yell at Wolverine. It's yeah. like, that is, that's messed up. It's mm-hmm. real messed up. Like, uh, Professor X clearly has favorites, and right now it's clearly yeah. Sabretooth. Like, I remembered him being different when I was younger. Like he's he's Professor Xavier. Like he's always right. He's always good. I'm Stoic like watching this. Yeah, it's like, like a father wow. figure. Like he's supposed to be like the Martin Luther King Jr. of mutants. And exactly. He's, he's not. Yeah, it's like you got you got some some dark stuff going on, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Which he does. He does, and this yeah. like resulted for those of you who aren't readers of the comics. Like uh, in the '90s, uh, the darkness in Professor Xavier combined with the darkness of Magneto becomes onslaught. Oh, which is, yeah, uh, yeah. anyway, a whole thing. So, fortunately, Sabretooth is uh, subdued. No, he escapes, right? Sabretooth escapes. He wanders yeah. off. <laughs> oh. follows him. There's no hole in the wall for him to go through. He just kind of wanders off, and no one cares. Everyone's, oh, Wolverine is not doing good. So let's worry about that, about the man who will definitely heal. Right. <laughs> but he has to be in the bed, right, with the bandages. <laughs> it's the almost like the they didn't it's almost like they didn't know he can heal from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you and also I mean? Wolverine's body didn't know he could heal from that either. But it's right. not that serious because he doesn't get the nipple machine. <laughs> True. Unless they only had the one nipple machine. I was so say, oh wait, because he broke it. He broke. He the destroyed it. <laughs> he could have healed much. The nipple machine. He could have healed much faster. Yeah. And then you know we get we get um, Professor X's angst. I was wrong, Wolverine. That's twice I failed. Hmm. And then of course you know everything's kind of cool. With- 
just wandered off. Thank you for that, Aaron. And then Magneto does a soliloquy at the moon and like kind of hovers <laughs> off. And, and in case we, we were worried, Magneto does say, uh, mutant shall come to me by the thousands and we shall destroy you. Mm-hmm. Just, just to remind you, he's still a bad guy. Exactly. Still a bad guy, still coming for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was, I feel like this, this was a pretty action-packed episode between mm-hmm. Metro Chemicals and the Big Berserker Brawl. Yeah. What do you, what do I, let's, let's give a fight award. What, what was the best fight in this episode? It's really hard to beat a Sabretooth Wolverine fight. Yeah. Just because really when you think about it, the stakes are pretty low. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they going to do to each other? But it, it's always full of really good one-liners. There, there's going to be some fun choreography. It's yeah. a good time. Some good wrestling. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, Oscar. I, oh, yeah. Go ahead, Eric. I know. I was going to say, I, I, I agree also. But I just, I just like we were talking about the last episode, I just enjoy seeing all of the things Magneto can do when he was, he can just telekinetically like blow up the big vat of chemicals on the other side of the warehouse just by like <laughs> looking at it or like putting his arms up and just shooting his little like yellow circles of magnetism or whatever like yeah it's kind of cool but it's also like i yeah i forgot you can just do what whatever you need to do to like further the story you know what i mean totally yeah, yeah. i feel like the, this series cuts some corners but in a way that like as kids it was like that's fine yeah mm-hmm. this I, all makes sense yeah i'm with you i'm with you uh yeah oscar winning moment who do you think wins the oscar i mean jubilee already called out saber but even i wasn't mm-hmm. that convinced just she was yeah i didn't find him very convincing yeah. um, or maybe maybe it's one of those things where like leonardo dicaprio wasn't that great in the revenant but it was his time fair so um, i'm gonna give saber the oscar because it was his time okay okay i really liked his explosion with the chairs in the last episode so he'll get it for this yeah. okay I'll, okay i'll give it to magneto mm-hmm. because of his his heartfelt moans and nose and screams when uh <laughs> professor x made him see his future like that man he yeah no he, he broke had to that dig man. deep yeah 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 he had to go into like like the broken places to find right that. and now i feel like he's going to be more evil than he was before because professor x did that to him Totally. You know what I mean? I feel like Magneto's going to be the Daniel Day-Lewis of the X-Men Oscars. Mm. Fair. So if he's in it, it's hard, to, it's hard to beat him. Yeah. All right. Be- best line. Be- best line in this episode. Oh, hands down. The Wolverine one. I can't even remember it. Oh. When he uh, comes in. All right, you egg-sucking piece of gutter trash. Is that, what, is that the one you're yes. talking about? Yes. 100%. That's a really... It's hard to be that. I think Rogue saying uh, those bricks weren't that heavy. <laughs> I just feel like they had, you know, insert Rogue line here. Yeah. Well, and- it's, it's like, it basically like shame storm, like an unconscious shame storm. Like you shouldn't have been yeah. knocked out. Like it's just bricks. The bricks are pretty universally the same. Aren't the same. They? That's the point. Of it. So I don't know the idea of a heavy brick. Yeah. It's like not everybody is as strong as you, Rogue. Like don't, don't rub it in. Yeah, there was a like little little humble brag there for sure. Yeah, yeah, that just stuck in my mind for some reason. That's the one that I'll remember. Yeah, I, no, I I honestly think like if you could put together all of Rogue's lines into one line, like I would have <laughs> given her the award. Yes. And uh, yeah, so congratulations, right, to Sabretooth, to Magneto, to Rogue. You're mm-hmm. you're this episode's winners. Eric and Aaron, where where can we find you if folks wanna wanna hop on the interwebs and see what you're up to? 
erinmurrayquinlan.com has all of my stuff about upcoming plays and musicals and things. Excellent. And just to clarify, that's Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y, right? Correct. Not mm-hmm. Marie. No. No. Yes. Uh, and until I get a website, um, I post any shows I'm in on Instagram. That is big underscore E973. Awesome. We'll find you, Eric. And I'm at sarahmusek.com. Thanks so much for joining us, X-Fans. And we'll see you next episode. Gene! No! An X-Men The Animated Series podcast. 